There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Homework, a marketing podcast that is not about marketing. A podcast where we discuss work-life balance or work-life integration with some of our industry-leading couples. Today we're talking to Steven Wolf Pereira, the CEO of Encantos, a bilingual educational media company, and Nuria Santamaria, who is a director of partnerships at Meta. We're going to be talking about raising young kids, dual careers, and extended family. I sat down with Steven and Nuria at the Cannes Advertising Festival earlier this year. Steven and Nuria are great business people, but importantly, they're great human beings and they're my friends. Please enjoy the conversation with Steven and Nuria. Hello, so today we have one of the best looking couples in our industry. <laughs> we have Steven and Nuria Wolf. So welcome. Thank well, you. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it for the French. Yeah, I can attest to that. <laughs> anyway, so how did you guys meet? Steven yeah. loves to tell this story. Well, I was working at Starcom Media Best at the time, and we were working on an engagement for Kraft. And they, Kraft wanted to do some Hispanic engagement. They really wanted to reach the Latino consumer. And they hired another agency, a brand entertainment agency. And Nuria was working at that agency. And when we had our first kickoff meeting in New York City, I was absolutely smitten. I was like, oh my gosh, like, who is this woman? She's amazing. She's smart. She went to Stanford. She's just Latina. She was just like, wow. And she wanted absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> so after being you know, shot down and you know, kind of licking my wounds, we fast forward over a year and a half to stay friends. And you know, I was in New York. She was in LA. And we ended up, I had to go out to LA for work. And just kind of reach out to her, like no agenda, just, you know, kind of talking about business. No agenda, right. Honestly, just, cause, I mean, because she shot me down, you know, she just wasn't interested. So actually, I had an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to leave the company where I was working. And I knew Steven, knew everybody in the business. So it was my intention, my agenda was to talk to him about work. And talk about opportunities, and through him, hopefully find my next my next opportunity, which turned out to be him. So, so Nuria, what attracted you from Stephen? So, I think for for me, it's, and I think a lot of people can say that it's hard to ignore Stephen when he walks into a room. Oh boy! It, it, it's hard not to notice him. It's hard not to gravitate towards his energy, his enthusiasm, and I, that was the initial thing. And even though I was you know, 
not, not <laughs> going to allow anything to happen in that first sort of instance where we met. I think over time I got to know that it wasn't just him and his, you know, charisma. There was a lot more to him. There was a very kind soul. So that's that's really what did it to me. And, you know, the, the fact that we work in the same industry, that we like a lot of the same things, we read sort of the same publications, the same books. There's so much that we can also talk about outside of just the personal as well. And you? I mean, what's there not to love, right? I mean, obviously she's super smart. I think that was the first thing that attracted me because, you know, here was a woman who was, you know, fully bilingual, bicultural. I mean, it's really just for me, it was like checking all the items on the list. And I really find the ability to find someone that you love to laugh with and she loves to laugh and she's very funny. And even though she's you know super buttoned up and you know serious about work, she doesn't take herself seriously. So I think that was really the beginning of, you know, kind of us. And you have two beautiful kids. We do. We've we got have. two wolf cubs. Yes, we, we, we brand them. <laughs> How is that? You, you brand them. So the, the, we use the term wolf cub. So yes. a little baby wolf. So we call them our wolf cubs. Our Lobita Anat, our last name. Uh, so we have a four-year-old girl named Sienna and an almost seven-year-old boy named Sebastian. Excellent. They're beautiful too. I know that. So, uh, so, so tell me, we just went through a pandemic that changed the way in which we worked and the way in which we lived. In, in what way it changed your family dynamic? I mean, I... Absolutely acknowledge all the hardship through the pandemic, but for me, it was this incredible moment of clarity where I did not have to be on the road every single week. And that was a game changer. I mean, we have young kids, you know, for me to actually be home with my kids, take them to school, you know, help them, you know, get ready for school, pick them up from school, you know, just be with Nudia at home, like it was everything. And I feel like, you know, for someone that has always been a road warrior, I mean, for 15 years, um, it was just such a eye-opening, you know, kind of moment where it's just like, wow, we could still be productive, we could still get work done, but I don't have to be on the road. And that was a game changer. And for you, Maria? So when I met Stephen, he was on the road all the time. I think at that time he was working with Walmart, so he was literally on a plane every week. And that sort of continued in different capacities. It was turned on and, and down throughout, you know, different jobs. But I think during the pandemic was the most had seen him in the entirety of our relationship. So I think it just also gave us an opportunity to connect in a way that we hadn't before. And also for me to see him be really, really present with the kids, which was just another way of falling in love with him, who he is, the way that he stood up as a father during that time and just really participated in everything that he always wanted to, but just couldn't because he was on the road. So for me, it just really showed me another side of him. And, you know, it, I think now that, People are getting back on the road. It's I'm a little nervous about him leaving because I know he he loves to be with the kids, but I think now we're going to strike a different kind of balance because of the experience that we just went through over the last two years. You know, two two amazing individuals, two professionals, two careers, and two young kids at home during the pandemic. What were some of the issues that you guys were dealing with? Well, the first issue was just space. I have to imagine that's going to be a theme. You know, Nuria needed her own space. And shocker, I might be a little loud. You know, I'll be on a call and, you know, you're, you're just on headphones and you don't hear how your voice projects. And our home actually is very echoey. So I was definitely um, relocated to our headquarters, i.e. garage, <laughs> <laughs> which is a standalone unit. And uh, she had a, our office in the, in the, in the 
And I think it, on top of that, right, on top of him being in front of his computer, me being in front of my computer, we had a little kindergartner yeah. in front of his computer mm-hmm. for six hours a day. And that was also just a challenge for us to make sure that we were being present, helping him in, enjoy as much as possible a kindergarten experience unlike any other before. And also have time to just enjoy being present with him, doing activities, spending time outdoors and making sure that he wasn't getting that Zoom fatigue that we were also experiencing. What are the things from the pandemic that you're going to hopefully push forward? It, it was very interesting to see going through this whole pandemic, as as you well know, I think I'm known for selfies and Everyone's like, oh, you know, you need to always be at all these events. The reality is I don't. And I, I feel like it was almost part of, you know, just the role and, and the job being at a lot of these industry events. But I think what I really, really realized and appreciated was I have no FOMO. So I don't care if there's an event going on and I'm not there. I want to be home. I really want to be home and present. And I, I can't explain how much, you know, we're all kind of now in can after a couple of years, but I think we're all changed. We're all very different. And I know I'm different. And so I, I don't have any need to be everywhere, to be on the road every week. I really want to be present. And for me, I think the biggest change is going to be really being so disciplined and protective of my time because my kids are at such a critical age. And I feel like it's such a blessing to be there during these incredible years. You know, I read some stat. of your time with your kids is spent from ages 1 to 18, 95%. And I feel that, you know, my son's going to be seven. You know, he's just at this awesome age. We, you know, play a lot of football or soccer. So I want to be there for all those experiences and um, no more fun. And for you, Nuria? It's it's similar. It's really valuing the time together and really prioritizing the, the time that we have as a family and being really critical about the opportunities that take me outside of my home, outside of my city. So before I get on a plane, I have to really understand why I should do that. So when it comes to the division of labor at home, how does that work? I'm going to ask Nuria first. You know, when I met Stephen, he was just a very self-sufficient man, just to care about all his own sort of personal needs. And I think that's really translated into the home. You know, he, he really steps up in, in, in doing the, the housework, as we call it. You know, he does a lot, especially with the kids. He'll... He'll help me, you know, he'll, he'll take the kids to school, he'll do pickups, he'll do soccer matches, he'll do soccer practice. Um, so he really loves to participate in those activities with the kids, and that definitely gives me some time for myself. And so a lot of Saturday afternoons he'll say, you know, I think you need some new time. How about you go get your nails done, go shopping, go have brunch with a friend. I've got the kids this afternoon. And so he's always very thoughtful about how we divide that time as a family and the responsibilities with the kids. So. I think especially during the pandemic, he was home. So he saw how much work there was because he had been on the road a lot. And he really stepped up into into that role and picking up things that perhaps he hadn't been able to do before because of the fact that he was away a lot. The the two of you are Latinos and the Latino family has all sorts of traditional (laughs) historical connotations. Uh, connotations. There you go. How, How does that play out? if at all, within the context of your relationship? Well, have you met my wife, Nuria Santa Maria Olmos? The reality is, I don't think she would have been remotely interested in me if I was some machista, you know, male-dominated, oh, wife is in the kitchen. Like, that just does not fly with her. You know, she wasn't raised that way. She's a very strong, independent, smart mom. And, you know, the reality is, that wasn't the way I was raised. I came from a very matriarchal family. A lot of strong, powerful Latinas in my family. So I was always taught to, you know, 
you know, you need to pick up after your own mess. And then, you know, then I went to military school and that's where I learned a lot of my discipline. So I think there's definitely a division of labor. You know, I think we probably gravitate towards things that we enjoy. And certainly I think we both, you know, clean the dishes, you know, like, you know, or if I cook, she'll clean. If, if you know, she cooks, I'll clean. Like, so I feel like there's a balance there. Um, you know, sure, I think she, you know, probably likes to do laundry, which is somehow therapeutic. I like to fold laundry. Oh, she likes to fold laundry. Fold laundry, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, I'll take out all the trash and I'll go everywhere. And so I think there's, you know, probably those traditional things, if you will. But the reality is, I think we want to be as, you know, modern in the sense that it's really role modeling for our kids. You know, we want to show them that everyone cleans, you know, everyone is responsible for the home. And we talk a lot about, you know, everyone has their responsibility. And so, you know, Sebastian and Sienna, they, you know, take their plates and they put them in the sink. And, you know, Sebastian makes his bed every morning. And, you know, Sienna, I help her a little bit. She's, she's still four. But, you know, I think a lot of those, you know, kind of skills that I learned in military school, you know, I want my kids to have. And I even, you know, say, hey, privates, you know, when they wake up in the morning and, we have a fun with that. But the reality is it has to be balanced. And I also want my daughter to be raised to be a very strong, independent woman. And so I think seeing those role models in her mom and her grandma is very important. So Excellent. Well, parents face all sorts of uncertainties and issues with their kids. And, and I remember that there was a situation where Sienna had an accident at what point in time. How does a couple that is professional, that both of you are, how do you deal with a situation like that? So this was incredibly unexpected. It was three days before Sienna's third birthday. And I know it was, you know, really hard and emotional. Uh, so I'll hold my wife's hand. But the reality is grandma had the kids and they were on their scooters and they were in a parking lot and out of nowhere came a van and no one saw the van. The kids didn't see the van and the van ended up hitting my daughter. And, you know, basically, you know, I get a call from Nudia, you know, I was, I was actually on Zoom and just like, come right now, you know, drop everything. You know, Sienna's been hit by a car. Oh and it was absolutely, you know, the scariest moment of my life. You know, you get over there and her leg was just full of blood. It was, you know, just, it was like that, you know, kind of image of the Madonna and Chad where, you know, my, my mother-in-law was like wailing, holding her in her hand. I mean, I just had no idea what was, what was happening and there were cops there. And, you know, thank God she was okay, but she had a huge laceration on the back of her left leg and it's COVID. So literally they get into the hospital and, you know, Nuria's in there and they only allow one parent. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was really traumatic for, I think all of us, but I think Nuria actually bore the brunt of that because she had to be in the hospital for three days with her. Obviously, you know, work had to take, you know, you know back seat. And I took care of everything at home, you know, because we also had Sebastian at home. He was like, what's happening to my sister? So I think that was very hard. But again, it just goes to show that in times of crisis, whether it's professional or personal, you know, you have to come together as a family. Yeah. And I think if it hadn't been during the pandemic, I think the both, both the two of us would have been in the hospital by her side, but we, we just couldn't. So I think I... I, I was there, I was there present. I was in the hospital for multiple days, day and night with her by her side. And, you know, again, one of us had to sort of take that on and the subsequent doctor's appointments, you know, Sienna had to have surgery. She had to wear a cast. She had to go, go to therapy for multiple months to sort of learn to walk again. I did all of those. I did all of those. And it wasn't that Stephen 
didn't want to participate. I think, you know, one of us had to, you know, stay focused I, it, it, it on, on the business. You know? It was so hard because it couldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was like the peak of COVID, right? So it was very, very hard on us. Yeah. But, but I think in that moment, we both sort of divided that responsibility of, you know, he was focused on the business. I was focused on our daughter getting back to, to herself. And, you know, we just sort of balanced that out and made sure that, you know, Stephen always made sure that I was okay, right? I was taking care of my daughter and he made sure that I was okay. And, you know, we made it work. And now Sienna is back to walking, perfectly normal. She has a tiny little scar on the back of her knee, but just, you know, back to her normal self. What role, if any, does the extended family plays when you're faced with situations like this? Well, I would say not even in situations like this mm. only, just throughout. And my mom, so grandma, is, I call her the MVP. <laughs> she is the most valuable player on this team. This is, a, this is a team. Think of it as a team. She has been part of us growing our family from the very beginning. I actually remember calling her when we were thinking about getting pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant. <laughs> and I said, you know, we're thinking about starting a family, but Stephen travels. I was traveling a lot during that time. There's no way we can do this without your help. You know, when the baby comes, could you help us for a little bit? And... I, I knew she would say yes. I just didn't know how generous she would be with her time. And I remember she said, oh, yes, I can come for two. And I was thinking she was going to say two weeks, two months. And she said two years. Wow. <laughs> so I love my mom. Stephen loves my mom, too, because of that. So at that time, we were living in the Bay Area. She was living in L.A. She moved with us. She moved in with us and stayed for two years for to help out with Sebastian, our, our firstborn. And then I got pregnant, and so she stayed an extra year. So for three years, she lived with us to help us raise our babies, and I thank her every day for that. I don't think that our family would work, our careers would work, without her support. So for us, that has been the key to making this work. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I could not agree with Nudia more. You know, the term or the saying, it takes a village, has taken on such deeply personal and visceral meaning to me because... I honestly do not understand how any family can raise kids without the extended family in comitas and in, you know quotes, right? There's just no way. And you know, my family's from the Dominican Republic, as, as you know. Uh, Nuria was born in El Salvador, but came to LA when she was three. You know, to have you know kind of our Latino families around us, they are absolutely critical. There's no way that we could do it without them. And you know, it's even more difficult because my family. Most of them are still in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. And as you know, both my parents have passed. So we rely so heavily on Nudia's mom. And she, you know, now that, you know, she was in the Bay with us for a bunch of years. And it was actually a deeply personal uh, decision because, you know, Nudia was at Twitter for many years. And, you know, I was, you know, doing a bunch of CMO gigs. But all of her family was in L.A. And my parents had passed. So, you know, we were going to move to Santo Domingo. And we're in the Bay. And it was very lonely. And so we made the decision as a family to actually move to L.A. And that had incredible consequences, professional consequences, but it was the right thing for our family. And we moved February 2019 to L.A. And then, of course, a year later, the pandemic hits. And so this New Yorker in L.A., like, what do I know? But the reality is we did it because of family. And so I think that's where the family actually supersedes everything, even, you know, worked decisions. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Two very successful individuals, a beautiful family. What are the biggest challenges that a family faces when both are working? I mean... Where, where do we begin? Yeah, how much time do you have on the podcast? I mean, the challenges are real. I mean, the challenges, I would say, first, you know, I think the pandemic really shined a light on mental health. And so when you think about the ability to have you time, and I think this is one of the things that I try to be a really good partner to Nudia because she needs space as a mom because I feel like as much as guys like to think that, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're over here, we're partners. There's, there's no way. The, the mom, hands down, has the bulk of responsibilities just by nature of being mom. You know, when something happens, it's always mom first. And so that's draining, that's taxing. And so how do you actually give space to someone to have time for them so that you don't go crazy, especially when you're stuck at home? But I think the challenge of the balance of, you know, being a mom or a dad, being a parent, being, you know, kind of a couple. How do we have date night? You know, how do we make sure that, you know, we make sure the fire is burning and the romance and, you know, all that stuff, you know, we fell in love for a reason. You know, at the end of the day, the kids are eventually going to leave and go to college. And, you know, we look to you and, you know, you have five kids, right? So you've done it successfully. But the reality is you need to focus on the marriage, right? The marriage needs to work. And so easy to forget about that relationship. That is, you know, whether we like it or not, it's the, the, the first relationship and you need to make sure that you're working on your marriage. And that could be hard with all the things that are happening in life. And so I think, you know, the challenges are so many. And then you think about the professional ambition, you know, well, do I take that promotion? But that's going to mean more work and it's going to be more travel. Well, do I do that? I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. Like there are all these kind of factors, but I think one thing that we've done you know as as well as we can is we discuss all these major decisions together and we really try to have our you know kind of nights at the round table if you will like we sit down and we both have equal say and you know if she vetoes something that i want to do professionally like i don't do it and and that's hard you know that's hard i mean that was actually one of the hardest things leaving new york i mean you know so much of my identity so much of my career was built in new york and so to move to the west coast was uh family decision that we made, you know, pre-kids, but, um, but that was done because we were trying to, you know, work together. And I think those are the trade-offs that you have to make. What about you, Nuria? For me, it's time. It's, it's the sense of, you know, we only have, what, so many years with the kids in the home. How do we make sure that we're using that time together as much as possible, while at the same time making time for ourselves as individuals, ourselves as a couple, and there just never seems to be enough time. <laughs> and I think as the kids get older, they're they're taking more of our time instead of less. At least that's the experience that I'm having. 
it's, you know, at first it was just, you know, kindergarten, it was just school. Now there's activities during the week. There's activities during the weekend, there's sports, there's ballet, there's soccer, etc. And now they're coming home asking for play dates with their friends. So on top of sort of the schedule, there's there's additional time that we're building in for them. And sometimes I wonder, when's my play date with my girlfriends? Um, and when's also our, our dates together, our real dates together? So just balancing that time of feeling like we're doing the best job we can with our kids together during the time that we do have them, while at the same time balancing the demands of work, being on the road or working late hours and spending time together. I think for me, that's it. It's just I want to stretch out the day and make it longer and give, give me some more hours. Unfortunately, we just have to make the best with the time that we have. What about me time? What's your me time? My me time is usually getting out of the house, leaving Stephen and the kids. <laughs> I love them, but I love my time away. And it made me, it made me just very simple things like getting my nails done. Uh, sometimes it's just brunch with girlfriends. Sometimes it's just a day away with a group of girlfriends, hiking, having brunch. And even just those little blocks of time feel like a little mini vacation. And I, I know Stephen loves it when I get away because I come home renewed, refreshed, and really excited now to be with him again and to be with the kids again. So it, it, it sometimes feel feels a little bit like I'm being selfish and taking that time. But ultimately, I see it pay off when I come home and really excited to, to be with them. And what's your beat time? But, 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 I mean, even that, like, it's not selfish. Like, that's right. it's not selfish. Right. It's, it's not selfish, but, but she feels guilty. And I'm like, no, go. I'm the one that says, go have you time. And she doesn't want to, but she feels this incredible responsibility to be mom always, right? And it's always, you know, it, it's always putting others first, whether it's, you know, the kids or me or her mom. You know, she also does a lot for her mom. And so the reality is, you know, Nuri is probably one of the most unselfish people that I know on the planet. And to push her so that she actually focuses on herself, that is a challenge. And What's your me time? I mean, you know, the reality I'm is... I'm not talking friend time. No, I'm no, no. me time. So, so here is, and you know, I don't know if it's a, an introvert that's really an extrovert or an extrovert that's an introvert. People will not believe it. I am the biggest homebody. And so me time is literally just being at home. I love being home. Nudie has to struggle yes. to get me out of the house. So he loved the pandemic. He actually loved I mean, being in that HQ was, garage. <laughs> I, I'll just be there and, you know, I, I love to read, I love to draw, um, you know, very creative and, you know, I actually love doing activities with my kids, you know, so whether it's like, you know, building, you know, we, we have this set called Gravitrap, which is like, you know, marble races, right? And so building these, you know, kind of construction marble races with the kids or painting with the kids, that's my me time. Like, I'm really self, you know, kind of fulfilled in that. It, it's... I, I listen to music, you know, struggling, you know, kind of guitarist, if you will, like trying to learn a musical instrument. That might be some of my me time, but the reality is I just love being at home. That's me time for me. That's great. You, you both have worked in many companies. You worked at Meta and you have your own company, Encantos. What do companies need to do better to support families like yours where both are successful professionals and want to spend the right time? between career and work and family and community and me time? I actually think I've seen a lot of that happen during my time at Meta. I've been at Meta for a little bit over a year. And I think companies now have placed this incredible amount of trust in their employees to manage their time in the right way. 
right? We, we're not seeing folks in the office. We don't know that they're physically sitting in front of their computer, but we trust that people are getting the job done in however way that makes sense. Maybe it's early you know, mornings for a mom that has to then rush off and take the kids to school. Maybe it's late night for someone that really wants to make sure that they're there for dinner time with their kids. But as long as the work is happening, I think companies are getting more comfortable with that idea of not being of not having workers work a certain schedule. So for for me personally, that's been incredibly helpful. I get up really early. I start my day around 6.30 sometimes so that I can make sure that I'm with the kids during breakfast time. That's become very important to me, making sure that I'm there during those those critical minutes in the morning. So for me, it's it's instilling a lot of trust in, in their workers and making sure that there's flexibility in the work hours that happened and also in the work locations, right? Being very comfortable with someone working in, in a region that is other than their home office, perhaps because they're spending time closer to family, perhaps because they're, you know, building in some, you know, vacation fun time around a different city. So I think I've started to see some of those things and I hope that they don't go away as we return back to a quote unquote normal I, because I don't think that parents, especially, you know, folks with kids want to give that up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would say, you know, just being, you know, kind of a, a partner to a woman who is very you know, successful and, you know, hardworking. I think we need equal paid family leave. And it is bananas. The, you know, I, I have friends, again, big companies, old school companies where they give, you know, what, maybe four weeks, you know, maternity leave. I mean, crazy. I, I, it's just not possible. Like, it's just not possible for you to bond with your child and not have enough maternity leave. And I think you need the equal amount of time for paternity leave. Like, why is a father not allowed to be with his, you know, child and also support his wife? you know, or partner, you know, going through that, you know, moment as well. So I think having equal, you know, kind of paid leave is so critical. And I agree with Nudia. I think, you know, I might be a little bit more extreme having worked in tech and, you know, seen a lot. I, I just can't imagine us going back to the way it was. I think remote work is here to stay and smart companies are going to flex to work wherever you want. I mean, look what Airbnb did. I think that is honestly probably one of the best in class examples. Work anywhere in the world. As long as the work gets done, and if you need to come in for a meeting with people, like, sure, like, we want community. And trust me, I don't, like, I'm the first person to say I love being with people, right, in, you know, IRL in real life. But the reality is we should be able to work anywhere. You know, if I want to work from Madrid for a month, you know, and take my family and have them have an experience where they're speaking Castellano and, you know, they're immersed in la cultura, like, that's important. And I would want the company to support that. I think there's also another thing that happens. We lose a lot of women to the workplace. Especially when women give birth, they want to stay home for a couple months. Maybe that stretches into a year, maybe two. And it's hard for women to ramp back up into the workplace. So what I've started to see is companies institute programs. There's a program at Meta that helps women. It's not targeted towards women, but I think it sort of over-indexes with women. But it's it's focused on folks that have been out of the workplace for more than two years. And there are projects about 16 weeks in length. And it gives someone an opportunity to sort of prove themselves again, to, to sort of, you know, flex those muscles again that maybe they weren't using in, in, in that specific way. And that those opportunities can, can then lead to full-time roles. So supporting women or parents of any gender who want to step back from the workplace to be with their families for a period of time, and then making sure that there's programs to ramp them back up. I think it's another important way to support families. 
Well, Steven and Nuria, we're lucky to have you as part of the industry and I feel blessed to have you as friends. So thank you very much. Gracias, Antonio. Thank you for listening to Homework, part of the Adbeek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Monica Bernal, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.